This episode of the Salumas Podcast has been brought to you by Patch Junkie. Are you a member of the military? Are you a fan of uniquely made items? Hell, do you just like to collect stuff? Well, let's talk about a little company in Delaware called Patch Junkie. Patch Junkie is an Etsy shop that sells uniquely designed patches. Their stock includes everything from military-style morale patches to designs that reference popular culture. They also sell other patch-related stuff like patch mats and patch bags to stick your patches to. So when you go onto their website, go to www.patchjunkieshop.com and enter the promo code SALUMIS for 10% off of your order. Once again, that is S-A-L-U-M-I-S-T, SALUMIS, and get 10% off of your order. So go out there and check them out. Cool things about them is that they are all about quality. You know, I've said it in multiple episodes, but we do not mess around with quality in the stuff that we produce. And it's good to know that we're working with a company that thinks the same way. So they offer high quality and unique patches that are well-priced. Patch Junkie also cares about their supporters. They hand pack orders and thank each and every one of their supporters. So Patch Junkie also cares about the world around us. They reduce their waste. They do their part to prevent deforestation. They offset their carbon footprint during shipping. And and they also support conservation efforts. We barely support conservation efforts. So these guys are doing their shit. They're all about it. So Please support the crew at Patch Junkie Shop. Once again, that's www.patchjunkieshop.com and enter the promo code SALUMIST for 10% off of your order. Hey guys, welcome to another FYFT episode of the Salumist Podcast. If this is your first time here, welcome. FYFT stands for Find Your Fucking Thing. And for Valentine's Day, I believe that if there's one fucking thing that we all need to find, It's love for ourselves. See, I'm convinced that without love for yourself, it's impossible to even begin to love other people. And after today's episode, I've learned that without love for yourself, it's hard for other people to know what there is to even love about you. It's the hardest type of love to attain and the hardest type of love to maintain. And in this episode, I'm actually joined by Terry, who actually was brave enough to talk about the different types of love that she's experienced in her life and how ultimately finding love for herself has led her to where she is now and has given her a type of happiness that she can now give to the world. This is an episode that goes over what we accept versus what we expect, and it talks about how our beginnings can shape the way we love. Lastly, it goes over the importance of having a good circle around you to get you through the good and bad times. So without further ado, I present to you part five of our FYFT series, Love in Her Own Words. Because my niece goes there. And so whenever we, um, you know, she starts the new year or or after Christmas break, we always kind of move her back in. And we're like, okay, it's Sunday. We're going to have the buffet. You know, it's a big deal. You can't Uh, can't beat that stuff. All right. So like I said, we're we're just going to get started here. Uh, So this is what I ask everyone. Why are you here? Why do you think you're here? Um, I'm here to share my story and the journey through kind of losing myself and finding myself over the past several years. Okay. Let's talk. Let's just start. Where do you want to start from? Wow. You know, I think a lot of, uh, in, in stories like these, sometimes people think to start at the beginning of the relationship, but I think that it, a lot of times it starts way sooner than they're way earlier than that. Sure. So tell me about your beginnings. Um, well, I'm a native to Bowling Green. Okay. Um, I have um, lots of family here, of course, lots of friends. I graduated from Greenwood, mm-hmm. went to Lindsay Wilson for a little bit, and yeah. then decided to to stay closer to home. The commute was just too much, and so I am a graduate uh, from Western too, Sweet. and um, have been really rooted in the community too. I worked at a hospital right out of high school. Yeah. Um, worked at doctor's offices, uh, worked at a law firm here locally and 
um, really focused on raising a young family and okay. then kind of growing up with them as well uh, alongside and just trying to find that balance of professional and personal life. Do you ever, do, do, do you ever get it? Cause I, I mean, I'm 33. No. Okay. <laughs> I was like, no, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, yeah. but the, you know, the, the more time goes on, it seems like when you focus more on professional, your home life gets out of balance and yeah. then you focus on home and work gets out of balance. So Hopefully, you know, it's a certainly a delicate dance between the two and I try to do my best as I'm sure everybody yeah. does. Um, but, but no, there, it really, it's just, you know, you're building an airplane while flying. Exactly. That's kind of how it is. And you just hope to not crash and burn and, you know, do a bunch of damage to people. So it definitely happens. I think my, when growing up for me, it was, uh, my parents were very, very rooted in like, just get work done. I mean, that's what they were just grinders, you know? And then you just kind of, I think the, the perspective is a little bit different just because, um, we are first generation Americans. And so we didn't, there was no like aunts or uncles or any places that we can go that they went to work and we'd be by ourselves or something. And they would just have to kick as much ass as possible just so we can sort of, sort of, uh, catch up to everyone else, if that makes sense. Sure. And, uh, obviously there's collateral damage to, for that <laughs> later on down the lines. And so now we're just like all trying to not still, we're, we're, we're trying to still kick as much ass as possible, mm-hmm. but not mess up other people in the end. You sure. know what I mean? But you're right. It's a, it's a total balance. It, it's an absolute balance. So yes, you're right. You were, you know, you're here to talk about, you know, losing yourself and finding yourself and, and stuff like that. And while this is, going to be, you know, content for the Valentine's Day season. I think it's still very valid and very useful for any other time after that. Um, Part of our series is the FYFT. It's the Find Your Fucking Thing series. And I think that one of the things that a lot of us struggle to find is love for yourself. Um, It's very, very hard in a day or in, in an age where we constantly live with comparisons. Like I, I compare myself to something or someone like every single day. I I don't know why I just do that. And I think that I don't know if like, I like myself, sure. You know, I I love myself, but it's one of those things where it's like, it's very hard to have that balance when there's always something going on. And when, when you have enough of that happening, it makes it hard sometimes to have good friendships or have good relationships and all that kind of stuff. When, when it's like, when you don't know how to properly love or take care of yourself, you're like, Mm. how the hell am I going to do this for anyone else? Sure. And we just somehow find a way to to make it work. And it feels so good afterwards too. You're like, I'm not really sure why I passed that opportunity up or didn't reach out to so-and-so because I can do that myself too. Mm -hmm. It's just like, Hey, I wonder how she's doing. And yeah. then, you know, I think, oh, we'll send a text. And it's like, well, maybe yeah. she's busy or yeah. it's during the work hours or what have you. And then before you know it, you remember two weeks later and time gets by. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like, dang, if I can just slow down a second when I have that thought yeah. to just reach out yeah. and say, you know, hey, or let's get together and yes. have coffee or a drink or whatever. Yes. And it just feels so good afterwards. And you're like, why do we, I'm glad that we can can come together mm-hmm. after this much time has passed. Um, but why do we allow that much time to pass yeah. to go? Because there's so much to catch up. And it's like, I had no idea. Like, I wished we could have talked about this before or mm-hmm. kind of picked each other up through, you know, through a card or a text yeah, or whatever it may be. And it's just looking back, it's like, gosh, we just got to take better care of ourselves. And believe it or not, that other person needs it just as much as we do. Yep. Yep. So, you know, the, the theme or the, the, I guess you want to call it part one, a of this discussion is going to be based on your relationships. And, you know, we had, we had an episode, uh, a while back called love rhymes with hideous car wreck. And it was a bunch of dudes, you know, uh, like I was saying, before we started recording, there was about 25 minutes of absolute cheese dickery, but it was just us trying to get through the shells. And then we actually came up with some really good, uh, content Um, and one of the things that we kind of came together on was the fact that like, whenever, 
Well, for starters, one of our previous guests was talking about suicide and, and she said that no one can, you, it's not when, when it's done, when someone is actually gone, the term to use is they completed suicide, mm-hmm. not even committed suicide. So what I, what we were saying was that if we took that same kind of mentality into relationships, if you have learned or grown or anything from a relationship that has ended, then we should, we should change our mindset from saying that the relationship failed to saying that it was completed. Right. And so what I want to know from you is that journey of growth and maybe that pain, if you want to talk about it, or all that stuff that led to where you are now, to where you can possibly say that through a series or maybe one completed relationship or relationships, you are where you are now and you're happy with that person. So so that other people who listen to this content can can maybe shift their mindset or maybe learn a little something. Cause like I was also saying, you know, Friday is <clears throat> Friday is going to be uh Valentine's day. It's a time where everyone is, you know, the, the whole world is chocolate dipped and heart shaped and, you know, topped with diamonds and other kinds of yeah. shit like that. Hearts and flowers <laughs> yeah. for everyone. Exactly. But and, you. Yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> and so what my hope for this episode is to get people to understand that, the most important type of love is the kind that you have for yourself uh, because none of the other shit's going to matter if you don't have it. So talk about your beginning, talk about your first, like what was obviously this is going to be on love. So tell us the first time that you felt love. Definitely growing up my parents, um, I'll speak more specifically on my mom just because, you know, we, I tend to gravitate towards my mom more than my dad. Not that there's not love for him sure, too. Sure. Um, but just always a champion, you know, and, and that kind of unconditional good or bad, whether I caused it or not self-inflicted, yeah. Yeah. uh, you know, always there rallying me, um, and, and keep keeping me moving forward instead of letting me just sit and soak in all of that, yeah. kind of get, um, you know, recognize it, kind of lean into it and mm-hmm. then just keep going. Yeah. Um, and so first love, certainly my mom and then. Um, I started a family very young. Okay. Um, so I'll go with um, my second love is my daughter. Yeah. How um, old were you when you started? Um, I had Mia when I was 17. Okay. So, yeah. real. You know, I so was, you, were, you were still in school then? Yeah, I okay. was. I was. How was that? I was different. You know, it, it did t- they have shitty chicken rings and stuff back then? Cause I went to Greenwood also. <laughs> they had the best pizza. I'll, I'll talk about Were pizza. they squares? Yeah. Oh man. With corn. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. it had I w- to have the, all the sides to go with it to complete that meal. Did they hook you up at lunch where they're like, oh, she's prego. Let's give her some extra yes. food. Really? Yes. Oh, it was so, it was, it was a good, you know, looking back on it, of course it didn't feel like that in the moment. I felt very exposed. Like really? everybody may be doing it, but I'm the only one. Yeah. You know, with eyes on me that is like, oh, f- for sure. We know yeah, she's, like doing she it. Knows she's doing it. <laughs> um, and so, you know, that being said, it wasn't until years um, ago, I guess I could say recently that yeah. I really um, kind of dealt with all that because I felt like I had to, from that point forward, prove myself. You know, I was a mm. statistic at that wow. point. And so it's just working through all of that over the years and it'll be Actually, this past fall would so it would be my twenty years that yeah. I've been um, graduated from from high school, and so, um, like I said, up until the past couple of years, I really haven't come to again recognizing like why is there always this lack of satis- um, lack of being satisfied with work or where I've come or where I've been, and so I'm just kind of recognizing too that who am I. Who am I trying to point, you know, prove a point to at this yeah. point? Is it myself or is it someone else? And really? so when I recognize that, why do I worry about what anybody else thinks or says or That's what category, yeah, what category I fall into? Yeah. Um, it really opened my eyes to say, you know, it's okay to be happy with where you are. And so yeah. when I recognize that, I'm like, okay. I'm happy here, so, you know, not, not completely where yeah. I want to be forever, but happy in the moment. Sure. How long did it take you to get to that point? Cause you know, you're 17, you, you have a kid 
And, and this is a 17 is the age where, I mean, everything is wild. You know, everyone is going off and doing all kinds of stuff. They're experiencing so much in the world and, and just with themselves. But, and I don't want to like demean it, but you've got a kid. Right. And what was that part like? And, and how did that sort of change the way that you, that you viewed relationships in general? Cause I'm, a, were you all together whenever you, whenever you had your baby or, or we what? were, we were, and, um, we eventually got married. Um, so in, in, you know, he was supportive and his family was, and, yeah. um, was it one of those Southern things where they're like, well, you got pregnant, you got to get, you know, you got to get married. My parents wouldn't let me get married until I turned 18. So I turned 18 and like three days later got married. Holy shit. Yeah. They were like, we're, and, and I didn't call to see, you know, what, if, you know, having a child changed any of the yeah. requirements, um, I just assumed it, yeah. it did. Like I'm not 18. I yeah. can't, you know, go apply for a, um, a wedding certificate yeah. or anything, marriage certificate. Um, so no, they were like, you know, we're going to, if you decide to do that when you're old enough to do that, you can. And, and so they supported the marriage. Um, so we got married a couple of days after I turned. Can you picture being when you're, when you're old enough, like 18, I listen, I was dumb as shit until about 27 or so, you know, like, can you just imagine like, there's this, there's this, um, mindset that when you turn 18 you're like you're mature you can you can go through life and you're just like nah, kid no or no way. kid yeah no i look back and i'm just like i don't i there's no way <laughs> no like no no really no no <laughs> so tell me about that tell me about that relationship there with my daughter with with your with your husband when when there was you know when there was i guess you can say the 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 pressure of a child being all there as well when you're so young and there's so much that people experience at 18, like tell me how life was for you and just how navigating through love was for you at that age. It was hard. Mm -hmm. It it was really hard. So I, and I think it was just maternal instincts that kick in was like, I can't think about those other things going on because I can't let it shift my course at this point. Like I have myself and a child to think about. And unfortunately um, my husband at that time, that wasn't his mindset, you know, really? it was still, okay, well, I'm going to dabble in this and that. That's and what, like, yeah. Hey, so I was like, guys are yeah. stupid. <laughs> we, you know, so we grew up quickly and we yeah. grew up apart quickly. Wow. Um, so it, it did not last, um, less than a year. Really? Um, yeah. It was that, it was that I was on this train to go and, you know, have a, a good full-time job, be, you know, balance that with going to college to get my degree and, um, you know, he could barely keep a job and it was just like, you either got to get yeah. out of my way or step up. And so unfortunately, um, he got out of my way by stepping down, um, and, yeah. and, and, you know, looking back, that's okay too. Cause yeah. you know, it, it just, um, I, I didn't need any, anything else hanging around and I was trying to figure myself out as well. And I couldn't figure anybody else out. Yeah. Okay. So moving on, like when, when you found obviously that, that love or that relationship was, was done or completed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have your daughter with you. When was the next, when was the next one for you? When was the next relationship for you? It came a couple of years. Um, and by the way, while this that. is happening, did you, were you, had you reached a point where you thought that you loved yourself or what? No, looking back, no. I think in the moment, yes. Like I was having a great time. I was happy and I felt like happiness meant self-love and maybe they don't necessarily mean the same right now for me. Yeah. Um, But in that moment, I think that it, you know, I was still young. I was again, a full-time college student, worked full-time at a local hospital, um, had a healthy, beautiful daughter and family and friends that supported me. So I think at that point, at that time, I felt like there was um, a lot of self-love for myself. You know, people, people don't realize how important having that kind of stuff is to, to how you, how you interpret and visualize and, and give love, you know, the, you've got the, your circle seems to be pretty tight. You know, you've got your family who's got your back. You've got good supportive friends that I hope were, were the types that would hit you with the real, as opposed to the types, you know. I don't want to sound weird, but like there's a lot of circles of friends that will just all they do is gas you up. 
you know, mm. fuck him. You don't need nobody like that kind of stuff. But the people that will like give it to you real and be like, hey, you got to get your shit together. You got to do the right things to, you know, be a, a decent person and a decent mom and all that. And it seems like that's kind of how your circle was. But people don't realize how important that is. A lot of times when people get into relationships what and, and what they feel is love, the first thing they do is they ditch everyone mm-hmm. else and they go, they just double down on that. And it's very easy to to forget even yourself because all you want to do, it's like you you treat it almost like a like an object and you have to protect it and you have sure. to do all this other stuff. And you just forget how important it is to take care of number one. You know, one of the things for me <clears throat> when I was younger is is that like I I never want to as as much as I seek approval, if you will. I'm, I'll, you can ask my wife. I'm just like, hey, do I look big as shit today? Like, you know, like I'll do that kind of stuff. But like as much as I do that kind of stuff, like I learned much later, I guess maybe I'd learned it later on that I didn't I couldn't be someone's number one priority um, and, and I don't want to be and no one else is going to be my number one priority because if I, I have to be my number one right. priority. And, and if I can't be that, you know, and, or maybe the, the right way to say it is I choose that because when I'm taking care of myself, it makes it easier to take care of other people. Right. Cause I've been in that mindset where you've been, where you've done so much for other people, you just kind of lose sight of yourself. You forget to love yourself. And then you, you, you kind of just start reacting to the rest of the mm-hmm. world. Have you ever had one of those moments all before? the time? Cause okay. then it's like, but you have to be self-aware that it's yeah. happening. Cause it's, I lose awareness. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's, and I can't remember, I was listening to a podcast several months back and yeah. it, it, I think it was like Jenna Bush or somebody uh-huh. saying um, about it, like a, a vase and yeah. imagine that, you know, you're pouring the water in. So that's all self-love going yeah. in and eventually it'll begin to overflow. Mm-hmm. So when you pour into yourself, it overflows yeah. to your friends and family yeah. and all those around you when you get it wrong and you start letting it pour, but oh, then you're man. like giving out more than what's going in. Yeah. Like things get out of balance. Yep. And so it's like, you can't give what you need to give if you're not giving to yourself first. Yep. And, and, and it, um, if you kind of use that visual to help get you there, because it makes perfect sense when yeah. you kind of take, remove yourself from that and just see um, kind of that, that water going in or, and pouring that into yourself. So yep. Yeah, it and that wasn't until way later in life that I recognize, yeah. you know, that I'm still trying to be self-aware of it and recognize when it happens. And it can happen quickly because it can be from a.m. to p.m. And it mm-hmm. feels like it's just how do I kind of get things back in balance? Because yeah. everything seems to be going sideways right now. So tell me about tell me a specific moment where where you did lose sight of yourself. What was that like? Because like I was saying, when when you lose that awareness, like you were saying, and that love for yourself because you've been giving it to other people, I tend to react very badly. Like I will shut myself out. Mm-hmm. I will like, it's, it's one of those like where everyone just starts to annoy the shit out of me. And I'm just like, fuck you guys. I'm going to go do my own thing. And it's like, I go on the extreme, right? just like closing off you, one would, you would almost equate to like, it's like running away from home almost, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like you, you kind of do something like that. And so can you describe a moment where something like that happened to you? Yeah, I feel like there's so many here recently without not going into, you know, too much yeah, off yeah, track yeah. here. Um, Go off track if you need to. Like, that's, what, <laughs> that's what these discussions are like. Um, let's think. Because um, I definitely can recognize what you're saying as far as just kind of running from it. I want to just ignore it and go somewhere else. Cause I don't, cause it, I have a negative response to everything. Yeah. And what would typically just roll right off the back mm-hmm. is not rolling. And it may, you know, it's, it's kind of building up um, poor decisions or anger or whatever it may be. It's not yep. my best look on me. Um, gosh. <laughs> I feel like it's there's like, something there. You're like, am I about to burn someone to the ground yeah. if I tell this story it's right like now? It's like block, block, block. Because it is so, you know, sometimes, and I find myself doing it often, is that when I'm not ready to to 
really process all of it. Yeah. It's just like, I want to ignore it for a minute and just uh, kind of close it up in a little black box over here. And we'll yeah. be like, we're going to deal with you later just because I'm still kind of fat gathering. Um, really? on, yeah. I tend to do that, you know, yeah. run right off a cliff with things. And so <laughs> I'm trying to uh, be better about kind of knowing that it's there and knowing that I need to deal with it in some way uh-huh. rather than running off a cliff with it or involving others before yeah. I really have my own opinion and my own view of it watered down by somebody else or do you know how often that kind of stuff happens like when you when you just said like involving others you see in a lot of relationships after or after one is completed or one is failed or whatever you want to call it a lot of us don't take the time to process what exactly happened or if there's any kind of just relationship trauma or something like mm-hmm. that we we do tend to not want to sit with ourselves. We tend to bring other people into it. And it's, it, me and the guys have talked about this. This is like the concept of like rebounding. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, did you ever have moments like that at the point where you had sort of lost the awareness? Cause you said that you tend to sort of put things in the black box. But when you were younger, was that something that happened to you? Cause I think that these days it's very, where a lot of society seems to, and I feel like maybe even I was like this when I, when I was younger, like serial, is it called, my wife used a term, I think it's serial monogamist or something like that, where you're like, you got to be in a relationship all the time. There, mm-hmm. there has to be someone there all the time. Was that the case for you at all? It was up until recently. Like there was this, if there wasn't a companion, there yeah. wasn't completion. Yeah. Um, or true satisfaction or happiness. Like it came in a pair, like we were created female for male. Yeah. Um, and so when that wasn't, you know, at an age where you should start developing relationships and having relationships. So if, if that was off balance, then something must be off balance. And yeah. so it needed to be filled with someone else. Um, but But the last relationship that I was in and I haven't been in, a relationship since yeah. it's really like, okay, well now's the time that I need to figure it out because used to, it was just like, okay, well that happened. Let's just move on mm. without really going back and reflecting like, okay, well, where could, where can I better myself or what can I um, do to increase my chances of, you know, having a successful relationship sure. and, and the end game is for marriage, right? I've, yeah. I've known, um, is it though, or is that just a is that just a social construct? I think for me it is. Okay, um, and and I've kind of bounced between like, is it really, or yeah. is it not? And at one point in the last relationship that I was in, it was off the table. So it's like, okay, I can be all right with that. Really? And then looking back, I'm like, what the? No, I'm not okay <laughs> with that, and I don't even know why I thought I would be okay with that. Okay, so what made you forget what the forget the pillars? In, in my opinion, the, that that's the pillars of Terry. Right. Is that she wanted that. What is it that was so great that made you just forget all that? He took it off the table. Like, we're never going to get this far. Really? Yeah. Okay. So do you think that that might have been because you had not fully grasped that love for yourself? And maybe that and I'm just I'm throwing things out there. Do you think that maybe you didn't fully grasp that that love for yourself and. You were kind of like, okay, because someone's there, I'm okay with it. Is that something like that that you might have been going through? Yeah, absolutely. It was just like, okay, well, love shifts and love looks different on everybody. And if we're happy, we're happy. And whether there's a ring to seal that or not. Oh, my God. Um you know, and afterwards I'm like, what in the world? That just, I think it, re, it is, it speaks more volume to me and what I was willing to sacrifice yeah. than to fight for. And that uh-huh. was something to fight for um, looking back. Cause I know that that's what I wanted for myself and what I wanted for my children. Yeah. And so when it was taken off of the table, it, I, you know, I should have, uh, I should have sat with that a little bit more and thought, okay, yeah. well, what does that mean for me? Cause I know that it's on my table. Huh. Um, and I've, you know, and, and even now I still hold true that there is a relationship out there that will end in marriage. Cause that's what I want. I okay. want, 
um, I want a companion and someone to, you know, look back in 20, 30, 40 years and have a witness of our lives together. Like there's, you know, I have friends that I share that with and we talk about it and laugh about it. And I think that's why it's so important to talk to your friends because they, you know, especially if you're not in a relationship because they're essentially your witness and your sounding board and everything else that comes along with that. Um, but at the end of the day, I know I want it to be, you know, my children are older. I want it to be with, with someone else that really, really knows everything. But, you know, maybe it'll take 40 years to get there sure. and just that, you know, opening it back up and kind of sharing it. Cause that's what I really noticed with, you know, I've had two really big relationships okay. sent me with, um, with, um, through history, you know, after high school, I've had some boyfriends and other sure. things. I wouldn't say that that was true love and yeah. hearing wedding bells or anything like yeah. that. But two two relationships. One is I kept my circle of friends. I let him in, really know who I was. And, you know, he loved all my bruises and knew yeah. my family. Um, the other one I protected, you know, he didn't. Um, really know my family to the to the same extent. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of where I went wrong and not just being totally honest up front because the longer I waited to share those things with him, the harder it was. And then it really? was like, yeah, I don't want to do that now. Like, I'm just really? going to tuck that past away um, so that he, you know, it's it, we've come this far. You know, is it something that he's waiting for some big secret to fall out and just end the relationship? And so it. It built in uh, looking back, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Really? Okay. So how you have just one child? Is that what? Two. Okay. Was, were you married when you had your second child? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, and this was the, how many times have you been married? Twice. Okay. So, all right. So let's assume, let's move to the next time that you fell in love. Tell me about that. Like, you know, typically, I guess people think that they have it together. They shout out to the trash truck for, fi- <laughs> for finally coming to the, my neighborhood. I know I'm being a first world bitch about this, but I was like, you guys should have been here much earlier. But anyway, <laughs> so the like, tell me about that second time, because I think that a lot of people are are in this mindset where if it doesn't work the first time, you're like, I'm going to make it work the second time. It's, it's going to be, you know, like they, they a lot of times we forget or we put so much stock in not making our relationships be like the ones before mm-hmm. that we forget how to actually have the relationship that's right there with us. So can you tell me about the second time that you got married? Yeah. The second time that I got married, I um, met my um, soon to be husband. We um, he were both in the medical field. Essentially, I worked at the hospital and he um, he was a paramedic. So he just came through the, the ER dropping off patients and I was there oh, to register him. Steamy. <laughs> Paramedic was he big as shit and just like was good at lifting like six hundred pound people out of tubs and shit. In my eyes, he was. Um, and, and so we, we crossed paths in that way. And it just, you know, there was a lot of parallels going on in our lives at that time, um, with his daughter and my daughter were like six weeks apart. And so there was just so much connection already with, I'm dealing with this, you're dealing with that. And it was just good and it was easy. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just made sense. And so we went with it and, um, does it surprise you the ways that, that people bond like that mm. where they're like oh i mean our kids are six weeks apart yeah and then of course you know we both work at the same place or something like that do you do you ever wonder how sometimes that gets a lot of people into trouble like and into like yeah you're like i wish you guys could see her face right now but all right so, so go on yeah go on with with tell me about that that relationship and so we just went with it we you know we're really happy we we both had um like i said a lot of parallels with children and just being in the medical field and kind of what all that looks like. Cause it is a world of its own to really appreciate yeah. um, <clears throat> at, at least at that time for me, that, that kind of environment and all the moving parts. And so it was just fun. And we, um, you know, decided to, to get married and make things right, you know, in the eyes of our children and, wow. and our family um, and, and seal the deal with marriage. And so um, we got married Um he worked a whole lot. Um, I ended up leaving the the hospital and went to work with a, a, a doctor uh, here in, in Bowling Green. And so we 
um, decided to have, you know, a, a child and we yeah. had a son. So I have Mia who's 21 and Noah who's 16. Cool. And, um, it, it was great up until it wasn't. Yeah. Um, it just, I stayed home after Noah was born mm-hmm. and, um, he worked a whole lot, um, was gone 24 hours. Um, so oh, he yeah, worked 24 hours yeah. at that time. Um, t- medics worked 24 hours on 48 hours off. So he would work 24 hours. Well, then to supplement the one income or his income, he would go work 24 hours somewhere else Dang. as a medic in a surrounding county. And so, um, it was hard. It was yeah. tough. And so he would come home and I would be exhausted from having a newborn baby at home and things kind of going apart at, at the house just with, you know, cooking, cleaning, just maintenance that needed to be done. And so he would come home and be ready to just chill out and have a moment to kind of catch his breath. And I'm like, no, you got this, this, this and that oh, to do. Man. You can't just relax. You know, yeah. you're only home for 24 hours and, yeah. you know, it's start, you know, the cycle starts again. Um, so I, you know, looking back and I'm sure he shares some of the, um, you know, we haven't really talked about it. We're still really involved with, uh, each other. We've got Noah that we raise together and, um, make the, you know, set those differences aside and, and try to work through, uh, all that we can with Noah to make it as seamless as possible to have two homes. And it's tough. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine, you know, my parents are, are together, um, so I don't pretend to know what yeah. it's like to be in, um, you know, to be a kid that has to split his time between households. But we um, have always tried to work our differences aside yeah. and keep Noah first. And um, so we're still good friends. Does that. OK, you said that your your parents have always been together. Mm-hmm. And how, how old are they? My parents are 63. They're young. Both of them. Yeah, so young. <laughs> yeah, that's very so young. young. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they they had kids in a time where it was it was just a different time than what it is now. Um, you know, my dad is seventy four, and well, he'll be seventy four this year, and my mom is sixty sixty two. And okay. so, or yeah, she's 61 right now. So if, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but like, I think that there was a very different dynamic in the family where there was almost a lot more pressure. And I, and I think that the pressure was on women, um, a lot more pressure to be in a relationship because there's this mindset for years on that's like, you cannot get anywhere being a single mom or being without this person. Do you ever wonder if this, if a lot of us have this misconception with like the family life and how it, how it was so great back then with actually it's, it was just a bunch of pressure and maybe some of these people are, are scared to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? Oh, for sure. Like I, cause I, I'm, I'm pretty convinced and I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of, of people who had been married like 30 years or something like that. And when the and it's always been the the wife whenever she is out of that she wilds the fuck out mm-hmm. like and it's and it's it's not a bad thing it's like she just goes and do, does so many things that you feel like you were restricted to and it's like maybe there was that marital pressure and that social pressure that stemmed from the 80s and the 70s and the 60s and having to live up and perform if you will do you feel that Maybe that has uh, an adverse effect, like the way seeing what your parents, seeing what your parents had in their marriage and being like, oh, I have to model my stuff like them. I know that was like a super long winded ass question, yeah. but like, do you you get where I'm coming? I, right? I do. Um, you know, just in, in all honesty, I don't know how my mom puts up with my dad. I'm like, I would have left his ass years ago, exactly. um, but she loves him and yeah. that's that's what matters. It's not me. Like it's so easy to look, um, from the outside in and say, yeah. this is what I would do. Yeah. Um, or why are you doing this or how do you do that? And yeah. the fact of the matter is that's what she knows and loves. And yeah. so I respect that. Yeah. Um, I don't want that for me and mm-hmm. that, and that's okay. I think that it's, it's, it's great to have that, um, respectfully saying it's great for me to have yeah. that, um, perspective 
you know, perspective on what I want a relationship to look like. Mm -hmm. Um, because I know at the end of the day, my dad would do anything for my mom. And I know at the end of the day, my mom would do anything for my dad. Sure. Um, so that's where it's a marriage, it's a true marriage and a true bond. And, you know, they, there's going to be, you know, they've been together so long. It's like, okay, well, I guess you could overlook this or overlook that at this point. That kind of makes me a little bit sick, man. I know. And I'm just like, but do you really have to do that? And then, but I think too, um, and I can share this off of my own experience that when you let, when you allow some things that you wouldn't necessarily agree with. Yes. And you don't address it and you just let it go on and go on and go on. That's the problem. Yes. And so that's kind of, again, when I sat in my own misery for a little bit and tried to figure out like where my last relationship went wrong. It's like, well, duh, you can't be okay one day with what he's done and then not okay the next day. And so when that, when those are forever shifting or moving, I mean, it just sends out the wrong uh, yeah. mean, signals to both of you. Like, okay, well, just get over it. You've already dealt with it. Mm. And instead of just being a firm foot, like at one time this was okay, but at now, now it's not. I think that's one of the hardest things to do in, in relationships is being able to set those, set those clear boundaries and understand that your boundaries are always shifting. Mm-hmm. Like the shit that I allowed when I was in my twenties, like, I, I have zero tolerance for anymore. I don't know what happened. Maybe it's just part of growing up. But I think that a lot of people have this like static mindset or they think that your your thought process has to be static. And I think that you're we're always going to be growing. We're always going to be changing. And when that happens, I think that what you like and what you don't like or what you tolerate and don't tolerate is going to be different. But I also think that the type of person that you want also changes as well. And that's one thing that I feel that especially those relationships that have been there for 20, 30, 40 years or something like that. There are some that it's Mm -hmm. like it's real. It's there. But there are others where it's like you can just sort of see like you guys don't like each other. (laughs) You You know what I mean? Like and I've always said that, like, it's one thing to love someone. That, that you're in a relationship or that you're married to, but I think it's an even bigger thing to really like them. Right. And and I think that when you like them, you, it doesn't even feel like you're making allowances for, for some of their bullshit, you mm-hmm. know, like you will call it out. You will say when you don't, you know, when you, you aren't going to tolerate something and that's something for, a, that a lot of, a lot of us can't do. Um, so do you, when you were talking about the, your, your last marriage where it was, you were both kind of gone. How has that changed what you tolerate in terms of the things like when you come home from, cause I know that in your line of work, you're out of town a lot, right? I am. Yeah. So when you come home and all you want to do is like eat Cheetos off your belly or some shit <laughs> like that, you know what I mean? Like, do you ever think of the times where you had gotten on someone else for like wanting to come home and just have a beer and chill out and veg out? Sure. Yeah. It's like, I, you know, If the circumstances were different, maybe it would be, okay, well, you get a day to just unpack a bag (laughs) or um, just lay on the couch and be mindless about anything and just watch Netflix or do whatever. And it's like, no, like life's still going. Like you got to, you can reserve that for an hour or two, but you don't get 24 hours to do it. Um, because life is I've straight quickly. up taking like 48 <laughs> hours. So I'm like, I do it shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, th- those days for me are long gone. Um, I-, I wish in a utopia and that's pretty much what, you know, I'm going to plan a vacation this year. I was yeah. talking to my children last night. I'm like, we are going somewhere soon. So mm-hmm. let's talk about where that somewhere is and how soon is soon. Um, because I feel like with traveling, um, as I, as the distance between myself and Bowling Green increases, my mind of what is at home and what I'm having to deal with quiets itself. Mm. And so it's really good for me to travel just because if I'm sitting on having to make a decision uh, personally or professionally um, and I have travel coming up, I always tell myself I'm going to give myself until after I return to make a decision just because for whatever reason, it goes out of focus when I, when I travel. Yeah. And so it can, it's in there somewhere kind of processing and I come back and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to make a decision. 
Um, not because I thought about it while I was gone, but just because I kind of made myself be quiet with yeah. it and, and just did not continuously like cycle through, um, and run it off a cliff. Sure. Um, so when I get back home, it's almost like I had a little bit of a break okay. um, because I was able to just turn everything from home off. Um, not always, but most yeah. of the time it, it, I'm so busy when I'm on the road anyways, that yeah. it, it's just, it's a natural byproduct of it. It's going to happen that I'm just laser focused on something else. Um, even traveling, I can't work or read a book or do anything. I'm just pretty much up there listening to podcasts yeah. in the air and music um, okay. and watching movies. <laughs> all right. So with all the traveling and all the work and all this other stuff that you have do that you have going on in your life, what do you do to actually to show love to yourself? Go to bed early. <laughs> um, have a decent bedtime. You know, you know, a lot of people think that it it needs to be something like super intricate, like going and getting a massage or going like sometimes just going to bed before nine o'clock is a good thing. Right. I'll, I don't know how to do that shit. <laughs> I, I go to bed at like one o'clock, two no. o'clock, but it's uh, some of it is because Elizabeth works nights. Mm. And so like, I like to like, maybe she'll like shoot me a text message or I'll be like, oh, how's work or something like that. But our, because she does nights and I'm work days, like my, my sleep schedule is absolute garbage. And so I, but I also am, I'm, I'm the most creative late at night. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm coming up with content or something for the podcast, that's usually when I'll try, you know, or it's there or like topics or something. That's usually when I'll do stuff. But like, yeah, tell me, tell me more. You have, you say you go to bed early. What else is there? Go to bed early. I do listen to podcasts and, you know, music. I feel like that that's a. The Salinas podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Please <laughs> <listen>. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I go for walks. I've, it's just a little, it doesn't have to be a big overhaul of something like something like a spa day or a trip or anything. I think that there's moments that you can still each day to show yourself self-love. And, mm. and it really is just a. Whether it's a, oh man, I did, I washed my face and I did a facial scrub. Like I'm yeah. on it today. Yeah. Like I, um, you know, just those little things of just trying to shift a mindset to say it doesn't have to be anything big. Yeah. It can be something small um, just to show, you know, pick yourself up, whether it's a smoothie from, you know, a smoothie place yeah. or you just a, a nice salad with salmon or, yeah. you know, just little bitty things of a treat here and there um, to just continuously be picking yourself up to and going, yeah. OK, how got to keep this train moving. So I got to make sure that even if it's a small little something that I recognize it as a small little something, yeah. you know, a lot of people. I think that's probably what gets a lot of people in, the, in this movement for for self-love is that a lot of times we think that we have to do a lot of really big things. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times those big things for some people is very expensive or it's very just like energy, it, energy expensive or something or energy intensive. And you kind of end up burning yourself out when you try and go for these monumental big things that take care of yourself. Like spa day is great, but- that's like a, that that'll give you maybe two days of like right. real happiness. So you're right when you say like it starts off with going to bed early or buying that salmon salad or something <laughs> like that. Dude, it's like we and it, it's making me think about it now. Like when I because I, I, I travel for for work, not like the way you do, but like I'm out of Bowling Green a lot. And one of the things that I love doing is eating at restaurants for myself. Mm -hmm. like, oh, I do, too. It's like. I will go there and I can play on my phone because I, I don't like to be on my phone when I'm like at dinner with other people or something like that. So I'll play on my phone or I'll bring my laptop and I just kind of lounge around in this place and that shit feels good. And so when you say like go and buying the salad, maybe it is going to, you know, spending like $2 more mm -hmm. and getting some like getting that piece of salmon on your <laughs> salad, you know, because a lot of times we we do things to try and take care of ourselves, but we kind of skimp, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to eat a salad to take care of myself, but it's like a basic $2 salad that doesn't really fill you up or doesn't make you feel good or something like that. Am I making sense yeah. with what I'm saying? No, you absolutely are. Cause it is, you know, especially having children, it's just like, oh, I'll go out and buy, you know, a hundred dollar pullover yeah. for one of them. And then it's like, well, 
I'm not going to spend a hundred dollars on myself. Like how do I rationalize that? I mean, that's just ridiculous. You know, they can wear it to, to school or, you know, to a game or whatever. And I am like, well, when would I wear mine? You Mm -hmm. know? And so it's just like, I, I do resist so many times to just, again, pour that into myself. And so I was, and I was, what I saw too is like, okay, well, if you can do this this week, you'll reward yourself with something big at the end. And what I was noticing is that never happened. Like, really? even if I met that benchmark, I still was reserved with the money because I'm like, well, do I really want to go get that facial or yeah. go, you know, sit down at that really nice restaurant and do that? And so, I was continuously moving the mark too. So it's like, no, you got there, but maybe you still need to do this and that to reward yourself. And so I was. And um, so what I noticed is if I could bring it home somehow, like a face scrub or whatever, like, yes, I'm spending a little bit more for that product, but I'm getting a lot more use out of it. So in my mind, it was just rationalizing all of it. And it was right there. So it was immediate gratification too. It wasn't like I had to leave my house to go Mm -hmm. get it. It's there. Yeah. Um, and I love eating by myself at restaurants. Dude. I do it all the time. And you, uh, have you ever noticed people like they kind of envy you? They're like, shit, man, they can just sit there and chill out and they yes. don't have to talk to anyone. They kind of just do their thing. Like, I don't know. Like, I love I, I love obviously being around people sure. and, and going to dinner and all that kind of stuff. But there's something different about it when it's like on a Tuesday afternoon and you're in a completely different town. You don't know anyone. You're just kind of chilling out and and you have your laptop out there and you got some food and and it's like I feel like the 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 staff at whatever restaurant, they kind of get it. They're mm-hmm. just like, oh, you're doing your thing. And they just they're way different to you, man. They are they're so bubbly and they're just like, Hey, what can I get you? And yeah. this is what I recommend or whatever. Like there's just a different tone yes. to all of it. And it's not to say that I've experienced bad service or yeah, anything. Yeah. I'm just saying that. They know, yeah. they kind of know and just have this impression that you just maybe need a moment yeah, and they want to, exactly. they want to contribute to your moment. Yes, <laughs> yes. And so the, the, I think the key there is if you start to show that kind of love for yourself, I think that the rest of the world will actually, and they'll actually notice the same and hopefully do what, what they can to help you maintain that balance. You know, I've, it's, it kind of sounds like the. Um, it's, it falls sort of close to the, the quote that we say, like gratitude pursued will always elude, but gratitude given will always return. And so by giving that gratitude to yourself and doing those things, like it, it, the gratitude will return to you, man. It it seems like the rest of the world does treat you differently. And so a a lot of people do kind of miss that mark trying to take care of themselves, Mm -hmm. but do you feel that you're at a point where you have that balance yet? Where you feel that you have that love for yourself and you are, I, I want to use like air quotes, like ready to sort of like try it again in, in another relationship or just anything like that? I think so. I, mm-hmm. I think that I've kind of leaned into everything and processed it as best as I can. And then it's like, okay, well, you've done that. Now it's time to apply it. Mm. Um, and so I won't really know until I am applying it, but yeah. I'm, it, it's exciting. And so then that's how I know too. Like cool. it's not as scary as it wants to look and like what was wrong with me or what was wrong with him. Yeah, I'm just kind of recognizing like relationships start and they end like, mm. That, that's, that's just a process. Yeah, yeah, that's every it's day in, day out. Everybody is, you know, whether it's a, a one on one relationship or a relationship with your family or kids, yeah. like relationships are relationships and they're continuously changing and evolving. And you just kind of keep going. You can't hmm. just stop. And so I, I think that what I've learned about myself hmm. um, and, and just relationships in general um is it's now is the time like yeah. it, it's coming out. And that's how I know too, that I want to be married. Cause it still doesn't scare me. That's like cool. I know that it, there is work that has to be done. Not, not, you know, relationships are something you work on day in, day yeah. out. Um, and, and just being able to be more open and, you know, I love my bruises. I know somebody else will love the yeah. bruises, it, but they don't know that they exist if you don't talk to them about it. And Dude, so that we, we, pl- we put on a show, bro. <laughs> Everyone puts on a show and yeah. there is that common misconception to like a put on the show and then B 
be everything to that person that their past relationship wasn't. Right. And we, it's, it goes along that, um, that quote that we, we try so hard not to die that we forget how to live. Mm -hmm. And when you're trying to be like, okay, I've got to be better than the stuff that I did wrong in my relationship. And then I've got to also be better than the stuff that he or she noticed that was wrong in their relationship. You just forget how to do your own shit at the beginning, you know, and then you also don't allow yourself or don't allow that other person allowances to mess up. Mm-hmm. Like, and so when it's not perfect, you're just like, Oh fuck it. It's done. I'm, I want out. I don't yeah. want to do anything. You know. <laughs> it's too hard. Yes. I don't want to. Yeah. Don't want to do it anymore. And, yeah. and it is hard. Um, you know, but you know, it, the, it, it's going to outweigh the, I think the good will outweigh the bad and the hard. Um, you know, it's, it's as long as you have that open line of communication yeah. with each other and just recognize like, hey, don't push hot buttons. If yeah. you know they exist, why do you push them? Oh, man. And so it's just, you know, being able to uh, communicate that with one another and and just keep that line open so that you can just say, I've had a really crappy day. Yeah. And they go, OK, well, here's a glass of wine or yeah. something. And when you're ready to talk, I'm ready to listen. That's cool. Whatever that is. Um, and, and I just think a lot of it comes with emotional maturity yeah. and, you know, knowing yourself because mm-hmm. it's hard for someone else to love you when you don't even know what it is they're loving. Yeah. Um, Damn, that's that's pretty big right there. Yeah. When they don't know what they're loving. They, that's and, crazy. And, and, and I think it's so true. Um, that you just really have to lose yourself to find yourself. And that's kind of what I've done over the past several years uh, as far as a relationship and just, you know, continue to educate myself on relationships, on communication, um, you know, what healthy looks like, what it doesn't look mm-hmm. like, and just making sure that, you know, I know that I can't, I can't help or fill anybody's bucket without filling mine first. Yeah. And, um, and it doesn't have to be anything big. Yeah. It can be something as simple as, you know, a really nice salad at a really nice yeah. restaurant. With some salmon on it. <laughs> With some salmon. <laughs> yeah. Um, or, you know, a, an at-home spa day, whatever that yeah. is, or just being able to catch up on a few movies that you've um, been wanting to see at home or at a theater. I go to the movie theater by myself, too. Dude, I, I actually enjoy that. I, I, <laughs> I do it sometimes, but it has to be a movie I'm like that I really want to buy. I normally... I've got a media server and I just kind of steal movies because my moral compass doesn't point true north when it comes to that kind of shit. So like, I'll just grab a, I'll grab a movie off of the internet. But there was one movie that I was like, I'm paying to go see Mm -hmm. this. It was 1917. I'm such like, uh, I'm a big time history buff. And so I went to go see 1917. And I I was, it was so funny because if I could look at myself like (laughs) externally in the theater, I was like, just like a little boy, just so excited seeing like some World War One shit going on. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the coolest. And I, and I left the theater just like happy as can be, you know. And so yeah. it's a it, it is a good thing to go and, and, and sit is. in the movies, man. It is. And, you know, of course, I'm going to see if anybody wants to go with me or, or what. I'm, and, I'm getting popcorn I'm- <laughs> wasted. Triple layer popcorn. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, all yours. No yes. sharing. Um, but there's been moments I'm like, well, I want to see it in a theater. There's just it's a different it setting is. and it, it just is. gives you a different. I mean, it's just so different than waiting to rent it at home and mm-hmm. saving that little bit of extra money yeah. um, to pop your own bag and yeah. have your own candy and drinks or whatever. But there's just something it, I don't know. I leave and it's like, OK, well, I'm yeah. ready to go back, you know, whether it's, and it could be during the day like yeah. a matinee and same thing for lunch. It yep. could be the matinee where I've just been at home. You know, something's got me puzzled or just not kind of going my way. And it's like, OK, here comes a break because yep. I have to, again, break the cycle in my own head of just being on loop with, oh, it's going bad. It's going bad. And just get out and see so much Breaking good. Breaking cycles is such an important thing. Mm-hmm. I think that is a, a that's a, that might be one of the most important things with with self-love is that your I think that your brain operates in a series of cycles and you'll it'll eventually hit you know, what many would call like homeostasis, like it, it needs these routines. And sometimes those routines externally are kind of destructive routines, but your brain only sees it as normal. Right. So you'll continuously go into those type of cycles. And it's it, the hardest thing is finding something to break that cycle. I think that's one of the big keys for that, for all of that. But that my, my last question for you is, well, I guess it's a series of two. How how has the dating scene gone for you in a town like Bowling Green, Kentucky? You know, I 
it's small, it yeah. seems. Um, and I don't know if it's me being um, one, I need to get out more because yeah. I tend to, you know, just travel a lot, be, which means I want to be home yeah. all the time and pass up opportunities to just get out and do life with other people. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know if it's, um, I think that I, there's still a barrier for me to open up and um, at least appear to be available. I'm not yeah. even sure. I'm, I feel like that people should walk around with neon signs <laughs> yeah. um, of, of distincting ourselves <laughs> yeah. from others, just so we know yeah. um, what what's off limits and what's yeah. on limits. Because um, <laughs> it, it's pretty jaded at this yeah. point. And, and um, you know, Bowling Green's a great town. I have grown up here. Um, I see a lot of people that I know everywhere I go. And I always see a lot of people that I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's, um, I just got to be better, a little bit more proactive in, in trying to, um, trying to find a partner. Yeah. And, you know, I also too, one of the things that I've kind of dealt with and am still learning um, along the way is it's, Having starting a family at such a such a young age, I always assumed that my partner would be older in mm. age two because who wanted yeah. a family at the same age as I started mine? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so I've always kind of didn't look for for gentlemen my age um, because I didn't think that they would want that, you know, yeah. that they were still growing up themselves. And that was is absolutely true. And I think we're still all growing up. Yeah. Um, but, um, so that, that's kind of some, some things I'm still working on is, you know, who is, um, instead of just like letting things naturally and organically happen, it's like, well, no, you have a checklist. No. yeah, it's like that check. Maybe I need to, to loosen up the checklist or lose the checklist just in general. Sure. I don't, um, I don't believe in that. Don't lose the checklist. <laughs> I, I do have standards. Yeah, Let's not was, be. <laughs> okay. I was like, you're going to get yourself into trouble. No, uh, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, but you know, there's some things like, okay, is it, what are first impressions? What does that yeah. mean? And then where do you need to go past the first impressions to mm-hmm. at least even give it a chance? And so um, we'll find out. Yeah. St- stay tuned on all and that. I also, I also think that like, as a lot of us get older, it, it does become harder to unpack stuff in the way that you have. And so when you don't unpack stuff, it, you run into a lot of times where there's people or there's relationships that start later on in life. And there, there are two people that haven't figured their shit out and it, it almost never works. Right. It almost never works because no one has taken the time to process what's going on. And so a lot of times you're, it's like, I don't, I hate using the term damage, but it's like two damaged people coming together, not to build something, but just to put band-aids on the damage. Right. And that doesn't, I don't think that that works for people. I think that no. that's how a lot of those things end. You know, because they'll start doing things that reminded them of some shit that happened a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And that person has no clue that they did something like like that. You know what I mean? And so um, that's where it gets that, that's why I think that there's there should be a much bigger uh, importance on finding out what goes wrong or what happened in your in previous relationships and, and being able to approach someone 100 percent whole and 100 percent happy and like okay with your past like that's what it is like i i can sit here and say today that i'm 100 proud of of my past and no one's gonna tell me a damn thing right no one's gonna ever make me feel bad about how i lived my life before because i again because you you i love where i am now and so it is something that we all need to work on but we this is one of the things that we do at the end of of our episodes is we have shameless shout outs and so This is where you can make a shout out to someone. You can tell someone go to hell. You can promote a brand. <laughs> you can do anything you want right now. Uh, well, I'm going to shout out to my kids. Okay. Uh, Mia and Noah, I okay. love you. Yeah. I'm super proud of you. Super proud to be your mom. Um, and they have both a very, very bright future. So I'm excited Good. to see um, where where we go together as we as we grow together. Yeah. Sweet, sweet. Any brands, anything? You're like, no, I don't care about brands. <laughs> who, who got you the salmon salad that you brought up, man? Because I knew that something was in your head. Does it salad works? 
Oh, no, no. I I love um, going to uh, Novo Dolce. Okay. okay. And uh, that's one of the, their uh, buffalo cauliflower okay. is amazing. And then they're, they're always having such great plates that they serve. It's always changing, always new, always <laughs> fresh. And it is. No one just thinks of salmon salad. It's like, there's something. That's right <laughs> and I haven't had lunch. So oh. I'm, I was like, I probably should have ate. I hope I don't get nervous and pass out. Uh, and I didn't. Um, so thank you for yeah. not, uh, for not, uh, getting me all worked up and nervous <laughs> about hard questions. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, you know, lot, shout out to my kids. Okay. Are there any questions that you thought that I was going to ask you? And what is the answer to those questions? Um, let's see questions that I had prepared myself like, yeah. Hey, be ready. Yeah. Uh, for that is, did, do I regret? Cause the last relationship that I was in was, um, about six years. Mm-hmm. Um, we never said, I love you. Yeah. And again, it was kind of put on the table and then taken off the table. So it's like, okay, it's how can you be with someone for that long six and years, not say damn. it? Um, it, and I thought, you know, at I'm that the time, terrible one, I'm like, I got about six days or weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it was more like a six weeks. I'm just like, something's wrong if I haven't said it yet. Yeah. Um, I went to say it and he's yeah. like, don't do that. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I'll be hit you with that. Yeah. Um, pocket that. Yeah, um, I know, dude. So, uh, you know, why did I stay in a relationship for six years and some? Because we broke up and then kind of dated. Yeah. Um, off and on after that, um, again, it didn't really go anywhere. Um, it, it, you know, it should have just ended. Like, yeah. don't do that. Don't think that you can go back and fix it again. Yeah. Were your Much- friends like, girl, what are you doing? No, you know, it, not really, because I had, I made a lot of really great friends. That's why oh, okay. after six years, I look back and there's nothing but love. That's what's up. And I've got friends, like amazing friends Sweet. that we brought into that relationship and they remain friends with both of us to That's this cool. day. That's cool. Um, so it's really beautiful. So looking yeah. back, there's no regrets. I wish I would have just learned to love myself earlier. I think yeah. I would have, would it have been different? Absolutely. Sure. It wouldn't have been six years, but there's no going back. So yeah. we might as well look forward. Um, and just, you know, why, why it took so long, uh, to kind of get through all of that in, um, six years and no, I love you. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it, 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 there was a intense. lot, it's taken many years post breakup to work through all of that. I probably needed to see a professional probably still do. Yeah. Um, you know, just, I think it's healthy. I don't know why there's a stigma. Anyways. Yeah, I, I, yeah. there, I think it's healthy for us all to talk to somebody yeah, that's absolutely. got an outside view, a professional view on things. Yep. Um, but I have worked through a, a whole lot and, and really happy with where I'm at and where Good. my family is at. And, and, Again, I lost myself and found so much more. That's what's up. Um, it, even with my my own family and myself, and just my relationship with, um, you know, my due north and yeah. where all that compass points. And so I'm I'm super excited um, and thankful for that relationship because at the end of the day, it taught me a lot more than I'll, I'll ever ever know. Good, good. So. All right, last thing. Do you have a, a Valentine's Day message for for our listeners? <laughs> Go get a salmon salad and treat yourself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, uh, you know, keep keep your head up. Keep going. Uh, lots of love to everybody. Uh, love yourself first and everything else will, will come into place. Sweet. Well, you did it. You completed an episode. How do you yeah. feel? Like a champion. <laughs> there you go. That's what's up. All right, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. As always, if you have anything that you need from us, hit us up on Instagram. That's at the Salumas Podcast. Jump on our Facebook. Just type in the Salumas Podcast on there. Um, if you want to go to our website, we've got content on there. I'm actually working on some new merch. So go to www.thesalumas.com at slash podcast if you want to listen to the episodes right there. We are available on iTunes and Spotify and Google Play, pretty much everywhere. So share this with some of your people and always give us feedback because we want to be able to make ourselves better. And on that, guys, we are out.